Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome to the run dot down. Uh, I'm Jeff, aka Frank Barrett, one one nine. No Sam this week, unfortunately. He's the best host possible. Does a way better job, but I'm going to give it my best here. I'm joined by Tyrese, a.k.a. London's Theory. Um, I don't even know how long an intro I'm supposed to do. I'm just, honestly, I'm just so completely mind-fucked that... I don't know. I'm just I'm just going to hand it over to you, and just what, it, what do you have to say about that? I'm so impressed that you actually got a bag for the gimmick. It's just, it's, if I wasn't so heartbroken, I would, I would be. God. Oh, man. It's so, it's so crazy because, like, this is a season where everybody knows that you're not going to win a championship, and it's December. And then if somebody told you that, RJ and Brunson would be out. Like if somebody told you before this game that RJ and Brunson were going to be out and Luca would put up 60, 21 and 10, we would just be like, okay, we lost. Like, let's move on. Like who cares? Only the Knicks can do this. I just, I don't understand how it's possible to feel this way. Given the circumstances, it was just, and like, we're going to, we'll go through the box score and we'll talk about what was good and what was bad. But like, so much the, the parlay the parlay of things that had to happen to even have a chance to lose the game. Like Christian Wood hits a rainbow three with 40 seconds left down nine. If that doesn't go in, they give up. That's the end of the game right there. But it goes in. Okay, we're up six. Quinn Grimes gets the ball, gets tied up, and they call a jump ball in half a second when they don't even get their hands on the ball. Okay. Then Luca gets an offensive rebound on a missed three. We get that rebound game over. Nope. Luca gets an offensive rebound, puts a shot up, gets bumped, clear foul. Obviously no complaints about the foul. doesn't have to go in. If it doesn't go in. Okay. We're up four, but no, it goes in and the foul. All of a sudden it's three. Deuce misses a free throw. If he just hits both, we're up five. Nope. Okay. He misses one. We're only up four. Like the, in succession over and over again it's just like there can't be other fan bases that just have to go through this shit relentlessly it's just like it took everything and they still could have won the game if they secure the rebound and i know the token point is like you know spring and simmons but at the same time like the rebound was in grimes's hands and deuce's hands and it slipped out and like sure could he have made that adjustment but, like, if it's in their hands, you expect them to secure the rebound or at the very – like, secure the rebound. That's it. All you need to do is secure the rebound. We're talking about a great win where the Knicks put up um, the next score and they, you know, Grimes has a career game and Randall has a really solid game as well. And it's just like we're not having this conversation. That That's, that's where the game comes down to. It's – a bunch of a perfect storm of bullshit events to happen, and then the Knicks can still win the game, and they end up missing, fumbling a rebound. Luca gets the luckiest pullback of all time, where it just jumps into his hands, and then he just throws it up at like as the as the game clock's expiring, and there's your game. 
And in the overtime, they were clearly gassed. The only thing I can realistically like, and I see a lot of people blaming Tibbs tonight, which again, I don't really get. And I'm not a Tibbs defender, but like Tom Thibodeau isn't the reason why they can't perform at the line or they like Miles McBride and Emmanuel quickly go two for 19 on threes or, um, you know, just like the late game gaps and execution, you can't be in there physically grabbing a rebound. Um, I would have liked to see, though, like more guys play tonight. Like, there's no way your pivot is 12 minutes of Derrick Rose and 11 minutes of Isaiah Hartenstein, along with 46 minutes of Deuce McBride when you are missing three rotation players. I don't get that. Like, you're telling me that Evan Fournier or Speed McKaylee didn't give you like 15 tonight, just as a way to like break up that minute distribution. And by the way, this is the second straight season where the Knicks have been unable to play someone because Tibbs has basically just said you're out of the rotation. I can't say that I watch every game of every other team. But I would be very surprised if other teams have guys on their roster that their head coach just refuses to play from like for 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 like chemistry reasons or like like Fournier and Reddish's trade values aren't going up or down based on you know a, a, a six minute shift. So, and and let's be real, like yeah, we were Tibbs doesn't deserve any blame. We, we had a rebound in Grimes and Deuce's hands and they just fumbled it together and it went perfectly into Lucas' hands who, yeah, we should have won this game. But the minutes we lost were the Hartenstein at power forward, power yeah. forward minutes. He was minus 11 in 12 minutes. Like, we absolutely dominated this game in the non-Hartenstein minutes. The Knicks did. And... You you can't just keep sending those guys out there together. Like, you can't just keep not playing Cam Reddish. I don't care. I don't care that he's not your ideal player. I don't care that he had a bad game against, what was his, the last game he played? I guess it was the last time we played Dallas, right? That was, that was the yeah. end of the rotation. I don't care yeah. that he had a bad shift against Dallas three weeks ago. You, your job is to give your team the best chance going forward. And we've seen enough that this Hardenstein Sims thing, I don't care what the small sample size net rating is. It's there's no sustainability to it. Other teams have figured it out. They're not even guarding either one of them. And the guys who play with them don't have a chance at all. And so to your point, if you were going to complain about one thing about Tibbs in this game, it's the fact that, because of his rules, it seems, because of the way he views chemistry and the way he views basketball, Fournier and Cam were not allowed to play tonight and aren't allowed to play. Like, that's just it for them. He's decided they're done. Like, he decided Campbell was done. Like, he decided Alfred Payton was done two years ago correctly, way too late. But it, even if I agree with the decision, the fact that Alfred Payton went from starting game one of the playoffs to not playing a single minute and, and game four. It, it just, it shows a flaw in the system. And 
that's that's really all I have to say about Tibbs tonight because it wasn't his fault. He doesn't deserve nobody deserves blame. That was a stupid game. That's the thing. Like we can talk. We, I mean, Deuce and quickly make one more three, we win. Yeah, sure. Grimes calls timeout. We or grabs that rebound, we win. Randall maybe has one less bad possession down the stretch of the fourth quarter, we win. Sure, all these guys weren't. None of these guys were perfect, but they all played over forty minutes. They were all exhausted. They were all taxed. And we had that game in our hands. So people watching, like, they might be annoyed by that. They might want somebody's head. But this was a stupid loss, and I don't think anybody's to blame. It was just the gods were on the Maverick side tonight. That's my takeaway. Yeah, like, you get Luka. <laughs> Sometimes you just get Luka. I, I, there's no analysis to have. Um... But I, I don't have anything to say other than, like, you get Luka. Yeah, I mean, he was he was really good. I mean, he's a really good basketball player. That's just <laughs> the, like, the laziest possible analysis, but like the best he's a really player. good basketball player. Yeah, the best basketball player in the league just kind of said, I'm not losing the game, and that's what happened. And, like, you can't do anything about that sometimes. Even when everything's perfect, sometimes a little bullshit goes like they call it Luca magic for a reason, dude. So, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I feel like people, the people who come and watch the show, are they're not looking. For, they're looking for like rational. They're looking for a rational take, and and what you're saying is exactly right, and it's perfectly rational. But if we're speaking just purely objectively, he put up sixty, twenty-one, and ten. And the Knicks still should have won this game. On some level, that says good things about the Knicks. Like, I know we can't keep having these moral victories, but he put up 60, 21, and 10, and McBride and Quickly were two for 19 from three. And it took a miracle for them to beat the Knicks. Like, that, there's a win in there somewhere, even if it doesn't show up in the standings. Like, the the thing is, like, you know, the Knicks have been able to assemble a team or like you like they'll give you effort. You can't complain about the effort tonight. You can't complain about like how hard they played. And you need to play 48 hard minutes against them, but that's fantastic. And it takes like Herculean efforts to beat the Knicks. We saw it with Pascal against on um earlier in the week. That Rosen had to hit a late game free throw or no, a late game mid-range jumper. Now Luca has to drop 60 points and they're still losing by like single digits. Yep. And that's what it's taking to beat this team. Hell, even the Sixers game where like it literally takes them like going so cold in the second half that like and James Harden just being able to like pick apart their defense. Yeah. I, I mean, just exactly like <laughs> they, they're four losses and they suck. But at the same time, like, look at the conditions that needed to happen for that team to lose. Like, Pascal has to drop 52 and, like, have it. I think it was, like, a, a near 52-point triple-double or something like that. It was something insane. Yep. And, like, they he, lose. He, like he, had 52, he had 52, 9, and 7. <laughs> and what happened was Julie, the game was tied and Julius had to smoke a layup. Yep. Like, the game was tied until Julius smokes the layup. And then you look at the Friday game – and they lose the Friday game, and everybody's really upset about that. But again, they 
Jalen Brunson misses two free throws. I think Grimes also misses two free throws. And then down the stretch, what happens is fucking um, DeMar DeRozan hits a pull-up jumper and one. And then they win by one point. What's the deal, by the way, with all these teams? Like, why was this game so important to the Mavericks? Why did they just go all in? I don't. Like, whatever, like, cool for you guys. You really wanted this one. But, like, if you look at Luca's game logs, he's not playing crazy minutes across the board. He's playing, I guess he played a ton of minutes at Houston. But, like, he's playing mid-30s minutes, high-20s minutes every game. And then tonight, we don't have Brunson, we don't have RJ, and they're just like, okay, all in. Like, we need this one. I I don't really, I don't, and, and the Raptors did the same thing. Siakam and Van Vliet played the whole game, basically. It's like. Uh, maybe it's a Knicks bias. I don't know. But like, <laughs> right? Like, it just feels it, like, it just sometimes feels like the stars just have to align to to make sure we don't win. It's crazy. I just, I really don't have much words to say because it's just like, it's crazy how teams play us. But at the same time, like, that comes with the territory of being a Nick. But yeah, I mean, we can. I also think that this might have been like a Jalen Brunson shot, even if he wasn't on the board, dude. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Like, I don't know. Like, I I, I feel like it's a Jalen Brunson, a bit of a Jalen Brunson shot. Because like, he was talking, like, I think Jalen Brunson was saying something to him on the bench, and then like Luca came out and he just gave him. Oh, a- okay, no, I I, I misunderstood. I apologize. Uh, I thought you were saying that we lost the game because Brunson wasn't playing. No, 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 no. I'm saying like I, I feel like he's just kind of like, oh well, you know, this you could have been playing with me or whatever. Like I think he took the game personally. He absolutely took the game personally. Yeah. Which sucks, but I think I mean, a lot we- of games take the game personally against the Knicks. Let's just, I mean, before we get to the comments and we'll get to them soon, let's just go through the box score. I mean, Randall was really good. I, you can't, you can't even, like, you can't even judge Randall's game because it was all on him. Aside from quickly, there was no one on the team trying to create. Grimes did a great job attacking closeouts, but, like, he wasn't initiating offense. It was quickly and Randall. And... So there's no, like, process to break down for Randall. There's, yeah, like, everything he did was justified. Like, you, you, the only thing you can say is that if you watch the first 42 minutes of this game, it was some of the best prolonged ball movement we had all season. Like, the ball was flying around. I, I watched these games, I watched this game with my dad, and there was a number of possessions when he was like, this Mavericks defense is flying around and we're just making every quick rotation pass. Like, it doesn't yeah. move – the ball does not move that way when RJ and Brunson are on the court as much. It just doesn't because, you know, they're stickier players. We were moving the ball phenomenally. I, I'd be I'd be absolutely shocked if we didn't win this game from a shot quality standpoint by at least 10 points because we were getting an open look whenever we want. And the shots weren't yeah. falling. And still, despite that, we were up nine with 40 seconds left. So it's like there's not – my point is, is that it was good. And then we did the thing where five minutes left. Okay. It's Randall's time. And I don't know if that's on Randall or if it's on Tibbs. I, you, I, don't, I, I don't have it in me. Like, you can't blame them tonight because like they had no other, like, right. 
it was Grimes, but even still, Grimes is starting to slow down a bit because, like, his second year, um, he remember that he's fresh off an injury that happened last week, so like he's still trying to get his legs underneath him, and like he has to take those shots because nobody else is going to take those shots. Like, quickly isn't hitting them. McBride isn't hitting them. Like, you saw him actively try to kick out to McBride or quickly, and they were just tossing it back to him because, like, they don't want to take the shot. Yeah. No, that, so, that, that's, what I was, that's what I was eventually going to get to is, like, even if you wanted to critique the process of the last five minutes, it's like there was no Brunson, there was no RJ. It had to be Randall. Like, he's the only one who could have created an advantage. So, okay. Yeah. Mitch was absolutely dominant on both ends as he's been all season long, 20 points on nine shots. Okay. He had to have his free throws. I, I can't think of anything that really bothered me about Mitch tonight. Maybe the, uh, he gave up a really weak and one to Luca where it was like, dude, either foul him or don't foul him, but don't do what you did. Yeah. But, but that's, that's cherry picking. Like he played a fantastic yeah. game tonight. Like he wasn't the problem and you could talk about the free throws, but like, you know, Mitch misses free throws. Yeah. Like, no, th- this is, this is the gist of my point is, Quickly was 5-for-21. I think that's one of the best 5-for-21 games I've ever seen. He was excellent defensively, as he always is. He was 15 assists and one turnover is Chris Paul stuff. Like, nobody does that. And you've got this guy that everyone is convinced isn't a point guard who comes in, and he can distribute and set up threes and layups, and he doesn't turn it over ever. His one turnover wasn't even a double dribble. Like... That was a bull turnover, too. Yeah, they they robbed him of a 15-0 turnover game. Grimes was great. McBride was fine. Like, yeah, knock you down your shots. But McBride, when he, they kept trying to switch Luca on him, he did fine. Like, he held his own. There's only so much you can do against Luca. Okay. We're going to get to the comments. Point being, this was, it just should have been a win. This is so frustrating. Yeah. The thing, and the thing is, like, even with the hard time, he pivoted. He did not play. I don't think he played hard time in the second half. Yeah. Or if he did play hard time, it was like, yeah, five minutes in the second half and they were minus six. But like, he pivoted correctly and didn't play harder side. Maybe you would have liked to see more Jericho. I think he saw a bit more Jericho Sims in those minutes as well. But like, yeah, I don't like when they lost the minutes, they lost it because of Grimes and quickly because they were negative 10. But like, you're not going to say that obviously. So wait, you're not going to say, say, that, say uh, that again. Uh, Quickly and Grimes had the, um, negative 10, which is the lowest plus minus of everybody in the team. But, like, you're not going to say that, obviously, because... Quickly was even. Uh, no, I'm saying, like, uh, in the fourth quarter. Oh, oh, okay, my bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But wasn't... But, oh, did they did they wait a little bit to put Randall back in? Is that why he's not as low? Yeah. They, yeah, uh, okay. they went to two minutes and quickly and, um, quickly and Grimes put the entire second um, uh, fourth quarter. Yeah. All right. And, and also quickly played the entire second quarter. And most of the first quarter. And most of the third quarter. And all of overtime. So, like, yeah, quickly made 15 minutes tonight. So, like, if it takes the entire starting five essentially playing 40-plus minutes, and it takes the luckiest comeback, where Luka literally has to get the ball under two people's hands, throw up a Hail Mary shot, it goes, it banks in, mind you, banks in, and then overtime happens, like, that is like the events that need to happen in order to make that work. Like, I can't get too mad at this because it's just like that doesn't happen. I'll, I'll, I'll say it, we're giving the players a lot of credit. I will say one thing that sequence 
when Hardenstein missed the two foot floater. Yeah. And then turned it over and then played the worst drop defense you'll ever see. And a guy walked into a three was almost as mad as I was all night. Like he was horrible to him at power four minutes need to stop. Okay. Promise. We're getting to comments now. Um, First comment comes from Chris. Like I feel bad because all the, all the comments are like what we're saying. Like it was bullshit that we lost. Um, the video of the ref slowing Chris Bernard. Thanks for the comment, man. He says the video of the ref uh, slowing down his five count when Luca is inbounding is hilarious. He has a normal cadence, then all of a sudden brings his arm all the way up to his shoulder. Yeah, it seemed like a five second call to me, Chris. I I agree. <laughs> uh, I, I, I man it. I think it was, but at the same time, like it was so close, and they never, they never call that. Like they never call five seconds. So, yeah, all right. All right. Um, <laughs> I read one comment. We gotta take a break because we gotta get to everyone's favorite part: the ad read. Woo! The NBA season is heating up, and there are still so many unknown. Uh, when I'm looking to get in, the, in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any, any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. Or if you're like me, you'll bet a same-game parlay with RJ Overs and watch him get hurt one minute into the game. What a great advertisement for betting. Please bet more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big or lose. (laughs) Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Fun stuff. Um, okay, let's get back to the comments. Uh, yeah, I bet Nick's money line and I bet a same game parlor with RJ Overs and don't be like me, kids. Um, Nick's fans have no shame. Going to need an explanation on that one, 24 seconds, because I feel like if there was ever a night to kind of be pretty devastated, it would be tonight. So I'm not really sure what you mean. Um, This is kind of what Tyrese was just talking about. Shout out to Tibbs for running guys into the ground. Not like we have guys like Cam Fournier with fresh legs to buy guys some minutes. Absolutely. Um, Tyrese, you want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, like, I would have just liked to see him, like, somebody give somebody a breather. Like, if you have situational guys, when you're missing three rotation players, this would be the moment to be situational. So, like, I, hell, Svee isn't getting traded. Like, why didn't you just play Svee? Yep. Like, you could have done something with Svee. Hell, you would have given Ryan Archie Diagono minutes. I don't know. Like, of <laughs> course, these aren't the best minutes, but at the same time, like, somebody needs to give somebody a breather. So, and, and this is like 
Also, he he just played quickly 51 minutes. Brunson's going to play Thursday against the Spurs, and quickly he's going to play 20 minutes again. Yeah, like he basically gave him quickly's minutes for the week, and that's it. So, also, fun fact NBA teams were 0 and 13,884 in the last 20 seasons when trailing by at least nine with 35 or fewer seconds remaining per ESPN stats info. Luka Doncic and the Mavs pulled off a miracle. Again, that shows you how fucking bullshit this game was. Yeah, it's just, it's so hard. It's so hard to view it like that, but like. <laughs> like, this is like, it, all, all the All the advanced, like, analytics, they're going to think higher of the Knicks after this game. Every single thing that's viewing this team objectively, it, uh, unless you truly believe in stuff like like intangible stuff that like you think this is going to have a carryover effect, which I'm not saying I don't believe in it. It'll be very interesting to see how they come out Thursday. But if you, if you believe in these players being mentally tough enough to get over this and move on in a weird way, we should think higher about this team because like, you know, again, like I'm not going to go through the guys, but like everyone said, you know, quickly couldn't do it against starters. Okay. Yeah. He was five for 21, but he was five for 21 on shots that we all want him taking. He didn't take, he didn't force like more than two or three shots all night. He had 15 assists and one turnover and played excellent defense. He can do this against anyone. And if those shots fall, this is just a blowout. Deuce is a role player for any team. Again, the shots need to fall and I hope they do someday, but. The thing is about like, I, I, if Deuce isn't hitting shots, is he really a role player for any team? That's he's the just so good at defense. He's so good at defense, but at the same time, like, so is Frank Nilakina, and he is bouncing around the league at minimums. Like, yeah, bouncing around the league. The, the maps seem to oh, like him. Like, oh, yeah, but, like, he might be ending up in Europe next year. But, like, yeah. point being, like, he needs to be able to hit shots. Yeah. Like, and he hasn't been able – he's been able to hit his twos. I'll give him that. He's hitting his twos, which is really nice. Um, but he needs to be able to hit threes on a consistent basis. And the defense is nice, but if the defense is the only thing that you bring, like you're nothing more than like maybe a 10 minute a night guy, maybe you can stretch yourself onto a Gary Payton role, but like Gary Payton is like a generational defender, which is in his genes. So like it like I I I'm high on Deuce. I think he's a really good player, but like at some point, you, somebody's going to need to score on this team. And I think that just speaks to how like, how the team has been built in general. Like, I think the starting five is a really solid unit. I think it's a really positive unit. I'm happy with that. The bench is weaker, obviously, because they traded Burks. Like, Burks would be the perfect player to slot back into this rotation right now. And, like, he's killing it in Detroit right now. He's, like, 60 true shooting. He's hitting his twos. It's dumb. But, um, uh, never change. But, like... I think they need another guy. They need to go back to a 10-man rotation at some point. And, uh, but they only need to go back to a 10-man rotation because Tibbs doesn't know how to stagger. This wouldn't be an issue if Tibbs wasn't like, let's play Brunson, RJ, and Randall all the whole first quarter. I know, but at the same time, like I think you just need somebody else who can score. Like You need that seventh man who can score, and I think they're missing that badly. Because the bench unit, even like even when OB comes back, do you really trust that bench unit to the score? I don't know. I don't think that's good. I don't think it's good of a unit that's scoring. 
I mean, because, if the bench unit was like okay, if we're saying like the bench player is plus one of the starters, ideally. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying if it, if it, if it's IQ, Deuce, Obi, and Sims, and then one of RJ or Grimes, I think they'll score enough. Yeah, I do. I I don't know. I because like I think IQ is inconsistent. I think RJ is inconsistent if you're planning to play him with the bench unit. Um, I think Deuce like. Like Deuce needs to find his offense, but he also needs to find it in the context of catch and shoot because we all know he can do stuff off pull ups. But like, I think one thing like you saw him like hit like he dribbled out of a three into a pull up two and he made, and went in. He definitely lost his confidence as a confidence as a spacer as the night went on. He uh, he wasn't even looking for it towards the end. It was, yeah. and honestly, like, did he ever have it? I don't think he ever had it. <laughs> no, he, he was he was firing early and he hit one that was big. I mean. <laughs> he hit one. He went. What did he? We went one for nine. So I don't know. I, I, I I'll say this. I, I I would be willing to bet that if we could isolate through the end of the season, that both five man rotations of quickly uh, quickly Deuce, RJ, Obi, and one of the centers, or that same thing, but with Grimes instead of RJ, they'll win their minutes. Uh, and, and that's enough, in my opinion. I mean, I think they all. I think they probably will swing a trade for somebody. Like, you just need another guy who can like reliably give you ten. Like, that's really yeah, it. So we, like, why doesn't Cam just play? I, I, I just. I, I mean, the thing with Cam is like, I, I think he's okay, but at the same time, like, I don't think, like, I'm okay with them playing Cam. But if they also don't play Cam, then I'm like, you might as well move him for something, and like. From every indication, it's that they want to move him for something similar to a like a Joe English type, where like, they can shoot the ball really well and also like make the right reads and like high feel and stuff like that. Um, I I don't know where they're gonna get that from. Like maybe they get like an Amir Coffee or somebody like that, or like maybe also, I I I wouldn't even hate that. Honestly, I would not hate that. But like, I'm just saying like. What is Amir Coffee? Um, there's a million of me. I'm not saying even saying he's like that. I'm just saying there's like a million of those guys. And I was like, we could get that. We could. We don't have to give up anything for Amir Coffee. I don't think you have to give up anything either. But like, I, I mean, if Cam's not even the team, we might as well just like make his contract into Amir Coffee. I don't know. But like, hell, Austin, I will. I want Austin Reeves. That's been like my. That's been yeah, my. He's there. How are we gonna get Reeves though? If the Lakers give up Reeves after giving up Caruso. Like there's no way they can't understand these these really good connectors. They can't just keep giving them away. They can't keep getting away with it. I mean, but still. Anyway, uh Yeah. Viv- 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 Vivek popped in with uh I don't blame the players collectively for this loss. I think the cumulative effect of Tibbs' coaching with extremely tightened rotations played a role in this loss and the last four losses. Um you go first, Tyrese. I have a pretty long answer, I think. So, like, man, I'm sorry. That's just way too. That is way too like. Oh, like it's too coincidental to me. Like, yes, the minutes are a problem, but like, at the same time, they were winning with these minutes beforehand, and nobody complained. And now it comes down to really, really bad league game execution, which again takes 
two Herculean efforts, a last-second jump shot, and like the offense dying in the fourth quarter. Like, I you cannot look at this and go, yeah, this is a tips loss, dude. Like, yeah, it's execution. It's execution. The I, only like, the only thing I could say in support of Vivek's point is. Tibbs has never, ever been a coach ready with a plan B. He has a plan A, and he's going to spam that over and over again. Like, he finds a lineup he likes, and he's going to ride that lineup into the ground. And we saw it tonight. I mean, quickly, tonight's starting five, before RJ got hurt, I think you would agree, Tyrese, was five of the Knicks' six best players, right? Uh, what's that? Starting five? The starting five tonight was five of the Knicks' six best players with Brunson out. Yes. So we, if you exclude Brunson, it was the Knicks' five best players. You would agree with that, right? Yes. Coming into this game, they had played zero minutes together. Zero. That's not coaching. That's There's no other team in the league. No other. You cannot find me another team in the league that unless unless it's two centers, unless it's two centers, but if you have a lineup that fits together well, five of your six best players that has played zero minutes, there's no chance, no chance another team in the league has that. These guys had to learn to play together on the fly, and they did, and that's the point you were making, which is why I can't even get on board with blaming Tibbs, because even as stupid as that is, that's more of a long-term problem. That's that's my overall problem with Tibbs and why I don't think he should be the coach of this team. But for this game, the, the micro of this game can't say Tibbs cost us this game at all. Like, we had it. We had the game. Catch a freaking rebound. Have Christian Woods three that almost hit the freaking ceiling just rattle around the rim like 11 of IQ's threes did instead of just splashing home. Like, they they were 99% to win this game at like seven different points and they didn't win. You can't you can't like blame they're, they're up nine with 27 seconds left. <laughs> like you can't you cannot. That's not coaching. I've you cannot coach your way out of that box. You can't coach your way out of that box. There is no coach in the planet who can literally make somehow save that game. No coach. And you can talk it, you can tell me about how Sims should have been on the court for the offensive rebound. I'm not saying it's wrong, but at the same time, if it's in two guys' hands and they both grab it and it drops, and then somehow Luka Doncic just picks it up, like that's not coaching. Yep, there's yeah, you said it. Um Kahlo Hendricks, apologies if I mispronounce your name. Uh, when so many of your players are out, you have to be flexible with minute distributions. Playing Cam would have gave us a better chance. Is there any other coach in the NBA that would have left Cam out? Yeah, I would have played Cam. Um, I would have. The thing is, is that I'm going to try and give a new spin to this. Because it's a problem that's been happening recently. And... It really bothers me. Good coaches have short shifts, lots of short shifts. I watched the Cavs-Nets the other game. Darius Garland started the game and played two different first-quarter shifts. 
he came out, you know, like five minutes into the game and then came back in with two minutes left in the first quarter. And that's like his normal rotation. The only way you get stuck with this is if you just play the guys you like for huge stretches of the game. And then you have these situational players that you'll toss in for a minute or two and and you'll sprinkle them in. And then you just go back to the guys you're leaning on. That's not rotating. That's not coaching. That's just, okay, I've got the guys I like, we're just going to ride them. And it's not sustainable because one, they're more likely to get hurt. And two, as I just said, five minutes ago, you're left without a plan B. So if somebody throws a first punch at you, you're done. Like you just are not prepared for the, with any backup plan. And one of the things I really loved that Tibbs was doing early in the season is he was pulling Brunson with Mitch um, around the five or six minute mark. And he would let Randall finish the quarter by himself because I mean, Tyrese, you're Randall's biggest fan and you're probably higher on how Randall's played this season. I have, but I think you can agree that as well as you may think Randall's adapted, he needs those minutes on the court when he's the guy. He needs that to get into a rhythm, right? Well, yes. oh, Mike, that's why he was in rhythm in the first half because exactly. he was the undisputed guy. Like in the first quarter, he dropped ten, and he would have had more if the he didn't have three fouls and had to come out. And you've been seeing it where like he's getting into fifteen point first quarters because he literally has like a stretch in the game where like he just gets to shoot the ball and shoot the shit out of the ball and nobody's going to stop him. And there's defense around him, which means that he has to worry about defense as much, and he can just make the help side rotation and get the steal and then run back up the court, do the OB, and then, like, get the ball. Like, that's why he's basically in the best stretch of his career scoring-wise. Um, yeah, like, he's had damn near four straight 20-point games. So, like, not to mention five games, sorry, um, three games on a row with four plus made threes. So, like... I just, he needs that. Um, I think all of them made that at some point. Maybe left Brunson less so. But, like, I think RJ needs to stretch where he just gets to be the guy. I think Randall needs to stretch where he just gets to be the guy. And I think Brunson's scalable enough to where it doesn't matter, and he could just be the guy with those guys. So Yeah. And so what Tibbs has been doing recently of just playing – all three of RJ Brunson and Randall, the first nine minutes, at least of every quarter of the first and third quarter, excuse me. It's hurting. It's making our team less versatile and it's not capitalizing on all the different skill sets we have. And that, that what, what, what Cal, what Cal is saying, it goes to that. It, he needs he needs to do a better job of shortening up the shifts and uh, and maximizing the total units that play together. We will be a better team when he starts upping the minute distributions for everybody. And so I think that's a really good comment. And I think going forward, we really have to start doing that. We can't we just can't keep having games that the last few looked like where all of Brunson, Grimes, Randall, and RJ are playing 38 plus minutes. It's just, it's unsustainable. I don't think Brunson's been doing that though. I think like weirdly enough, he's been really solid with Brunson's minutes. He's like cat Brunson at like 35, unless the situation calls for it. Um, is, yeah, like I think you look at Brunson's minutes distribution has been like really solid, which is like the funny thing. 
Like, yeah, I mean, the, the last three games he's played 39, 38, and 35. So, yeah, Toronto, yeah, I think, yeah, but like beforehand, 30. And remember the, the 35 against Philly, he got hurt. Yes. So he was he was on his way to 39. Th- this is a very recent problem. He was on his way to 39 again. And it's because he's playing he, he's trusting Deuce less and he's playing longer in his first shift. Which like I can understand trusting Deuce less because of the lack of offensive production. So like Man, but it's a chicken egg thing. Like we, we went on an eight-game winning streak with Deuce playing, you know, 20 to 25 minutes a game, you know, like 15 to 25 minutes a game. And then it's like Tibbs was like, oh, this bought me goodwill. I'm going to go back to what I know. I know. You know? Like, it, it's column A, column B, but at the same time, like, I can't get mad at him because, like, if Deuce is just going to be tentative to shoot and then not give me anything offensively while the defense is great, but, like, I need scoring. And the team desperately needs scoring. So. But, again, it's a, it, to me, it's, a, it's, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because – if Deuce has noticed he's starting to come out earlier, he's going to be more hesitant because it's like one missed shot and he's out. Yeah, I just... Uh, and this uh, is all about Deuce, by the way. Like, even, like, me and you may slightly disagree about Deuce's value, but, like, he's a 10th man, you know, a 9th, 10th yeah. man. So, like, yeah, I like him a lot and I want to see him improve and I think he should play a couple more minutes. But it's about the general strategy with his rotate with his rotating. Yeah, I would agree with that. We're just like, in general, the rotations just need to be more fluid, but that's never going to happen in tips. So I haven't given up hope for that. <laughs> All right. Um, Samuel says, I hate blaming the refs, but man, they really know how to fuck with us in these games at the right moments. The missed five second count on Luca and the fake ass tie up. Yeah, the tie up, I don't think there's any arguing that. That ref was way too excited to call a jump ball. Um, they didn't even have hands on the ball. That was ridiculous. Well, I mean, it didn't matter at the time, but I just didn't think yeah. it was gonna. I didn't think it was gonna matter. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe Grimes even lost the jump ball. It was just that was a weird jump ball. Like he just put his hand in it immediately, and then it was a jump ball. Like what? Like you at least let that play develop. So I don't know. Hawkeye420 said, I'm reminded of that scene in the office where Stanley is yelling at Michael every day. Every day you say something stupider than the day before. <laughs> it is crazy. Like, it's like the Knicks couldn't top, like, the Raptors game they had. And then, brought, like, they got, the Raptors game was almost completely out of their control. They had that lame call on Brunson. And then, and then the Bulls game was a little bit more in their control and they'd lose it. And then this game was just absolutely in their hands. And I don't know. I mean, me and Sam are very much on the same page here. Like, this was a game they should have won. And if you're able to find it in you to be just 100% rational, in a weird way, we should come out of this feeling positive about our guys. Because there's just so many things that are like, if that didn't happen, the Knicks would have won. And it's just that parlay of things or as Sam said, that confluence of events, it's never going to happen in another game. It just, well, I shouldn't say that we're Knicks fans, but it's very unlikely to yeah, happen. Yeah, don't test me. Please, I have to go to the game on Thursday. Don't test me. I do not need Jeremy Stonehead lighting us up at 30. <laughs> I, I'm paranoid now. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Are, are, you a, are you a college basketball guy at all, Terry's? A little bit for the draft. What's up? So uh, 
I'm a UNC fan. I was born in Chapel Hill. My dad went to Carolina. And in the round of 32 this past tournament, Carolina played Baylor. And they were up 30 with like 15 ga- 15 minutes left in the second half. And Jeremy Sohan put on a master class of scumbaggery. He was just, he basically did everything he could to get every UNC player tossed. And Baylor ended up taking the lead after being down 30 late in the game. And UNC, some, it was basically this same game, like one of the most unimaginable comebacks ever, except UNC found a way to win in overtime after blowing a 30-point lead. Um, I, I, I love Jeremy Sohan from like a completely far away, like I like his skill set. I think he's a really cool player. I coincidentally just picked him up in my fantasy league. Oh my god, I'm getting I'm preparing myself to just hate him all over again watching him play. You will hate him. As somebody who watches the Spurs, you will hate him. He will <laughs> not right. he will have the most irritating nine points and five assists with like <laughs> two blocks, and you're going to hate his guts. <laughs> and I'm a Spurs fan, and I hate his guts. <laughs> um, all right. Jordan Bubb, our biggest regular. What's up, Jordan? Uh, Tibbs ISO calls, poor late game executions, missed free throws, biased whistle going against the Knicks, and general play, generational player doing generation-type things equals painful Knicks loss. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. Like, it's really hard to get past the fact that, like, 97% of this game was really good for the Knicks. It's just... It's just... My thing is also, like, they're going to call ISO... Like, who, who like, where is the ISO going to come from? You know, like, if it wasn't going to come from Julius, it was going to come from Quickly. Quickly was going to take the shot. Like, it was going to be either a Quickly ISO or a Julius ISO. I, I just wish they'd run a little bit more offense. I mean, I, I, I know I know that's not really realistic for the NBA, but, like, so late in the Raptors, or which game, which game Tyrese, was it when RJ scored 44? Was that Raptors? Or was that uh, no, Chicago, Chicago. Chicago, yeah, duh. Late in the Bulls game, there was like two opposite sides of what was uh, of the plays we were running down the stretch. One was clearly working and one wasn't. RJ Isos were not working at all, and he failed on those multiple times. It was flashback to 2021-2022 with replacing RJ with Alec Burks or replacing Alec Burks with RJ, excuse me. It was that bad and that just stagnant of an offense. But then a few times we sent a we sent Mitch to screen for him, and the Bulls were so scared of Vucevic ending up on RJ that they blitzed the pick and rolls. But the Knicks did a really smart thing, and they angled the pick and rolls from the corner of the court. And what that did is it allowed Randall or Brunson to be like an exit valve at the top of the key with the Knicks having an advantage. And the Knicks were had a bunch of four on threes that's good offense. Just, just run quickly and Mitch pick and roll and try to get some sort of an advantage, you know, like we don't, I don't know. I I just don't think we have to immediately decide, okay, we're not going to do anything. And we're just going to have Randall try to put the ball in the hoop. (laughs) I agree. But like, again, the circumstances of the game were going to happen. And also like, I do feel like ultimately, like if you decide, okay, let quickly run the offense. I kind of feel like it ends up quickly either throwing like a grenade pass, or he's like he's basically dribbling out the ball, and then 
passing it to either Grimes for like a catch and shoot three, where Grimes was like starting to miss more, or like he's basically trying to make it a shot his own. So like, I I didn't really see a path for to good offense in that game because I don't think there was going to be a path for to good offense in that game with the circumstances with the roster. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I we'll never know, I guess, but true. But like, yeah, like I just kind of feel like you're looking at a situation where they're just like, well, we can't do anything else. And it's either going to be Julius or it's going to be IQ. And Grimes is like starting to get fatigued. So. It's just like, it's so funny going through the comments. Like they're all stuff like, yeah, only stuff like this happens to us. I swear. And it's like, this is just a painful night. And like, I'm glad, you know, even I'm glad that y'all are here with us to. Like just wallow. Between the Giants' loss on Saturday, oh I, the same thing with the Giants too. Where like they just lose on sixty um sixty yard field goals at the end of um regulation. Like there's a stat for that, and the Giants have half of those losses since the merger. Yeah, it's 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 actually crazier than what you're giving credence to. So, in the last like ten years or something, field goal kickers on game winning field goals of sixty or more yards are like. Five for twenty-one overall, but they're three for three against the Giants. Like, it's a New York sports curse. It happened. I don't know. I think the um, New York are cursed when the Korea deal fell through. So <laughs> we are all suffering. All right, so. Jordan. Jordan with another comment that's trying to dissect the game. We really appreciate you, Jordan because it's really hard. Um, Grimes is him. IQ is a point guard. Yes. Randall, when he plays in the flow, which he did most of the game, he's an all-star, but when you're going into ISO mode, it looks rough. Mitch was a beast. I heart and Rose together is crying emoji. I you mean, like, oh, yeah, it's fair, but also, no, I'm sorry. Um, but, like, the, a lot of the flow was really just, like, Randall making shit happen. <laughs> like, I feel like... I don't know. I feel, I feel like if you've looked at Randall, like, last, I want to say, since, I want to say it's the Hawks game. I think the Hawks game is a good place to put it. Maybe a little bit earlier to the Timberwolves game, but I think the Hawks game is like where he started to like kind of up his usage, do more stuff off the dribble, and like it was working, and it's been working the entire time. So like I can't get mad at it. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of the flow of the offense for Julius lately has been Julius with just insane shot making, like. I mean, quickly had 15 assists and shouldn't have had a turnover. Like, I think you're kind of selling him short here. He was organizing the offense really, really well. I agree, but, like, I do. Like, I'm not saying quickly had a bad passing game or whatever. Like, 15 assists are fake. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, though, like, I do feel like, I think, like, he, I don't know. I think it's a weird thing where, like, he was absolutely able to, like, uh, take advantage of quickly's gravity as a playmaker but also i do feel like a lot of that offense was like rando basically getting to his spot quickly throwing him the ball and then rando making a play off of it yeah i mean i'm never gonna know for sure because there's zero percent chance i rewatch this game i'm not doing that to myself i apologize nope. to anyone who I'm, not, uh, I'm, not I'm not never it. doing that but I've got to be honest. I, I saw something completely different. I saw him. I mean, I can remember multiple assists to Mitch. I can remember multiple kickouts to Grimes and Deuce in the corners. 
did Randall hit a couple threes or shots off of quickly passes or did quickly get a couple assists off of passing to Randall, Randall making something happen? Sure. Maybe 15 assists a little high, but this was an all world creating level game from, from quickly. And this stuff doesn't just happen. Like I feel like we're really selling that short. Like Jalen Brunson will play hopefully because he's our arguably most important player. He's going to play, you know, 45 more games this season. He's not going to have a 15 assists, zero turnover game. Like that's not going to happen probably. So he was close with 13. I think he had 13 and one. It was like the Charlotte Hornets game. Yeah, 12 and five against Toronto. He had 11 and one against Philly. He had 11 and two against Charlotte in Charlotte. Those are his three. Oh, he had 10 and one against. Okay, never mind. It was 13 and three. Oh, there it is. Yeah, 13 and three. Wow. He's had two huge assist games against Charlotte. That's cool. Yeah. He loves Charlotte. Yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't? Um, True. I, okay, I, I guess I shouldn't say Brunson's not going to do it. I'm just saying this is a very rare thing, and like, I think the point you're making has more credence in the second half than the first. I think if you had it in you and you went and rewatched the first half, you'd be like, okay, yeah, quickly it was like dissecting them. Like that was him, like putting on a show, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think I'm like looking at them now, and like he definitely has a couple passes, but like he's just manipulating the defense, getting three guys in rotation, and like some of them were just like, okay, swing past the Randall who just like stood out on the wing. And, like, I'm not taking that away from him, like, assist or assist. And, like, it was still a fantastic playmaking game. Probably arguably one of the best playmaking games of the season. Probably top three. Probably top three. But, like, yeah, like, quickly had a really good game. Um, but the flow of the offense is really just, like, Julius using his gravity in order to create um, lanes for everybody and quickly benefiting from that with his playmaking, but also, like, with Julius's gravity. Like, I think a lot of the time we have to realize, like, Randall is the flow of the offense. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree with you there. Randall was by far the most important player tonight, so can't can't disagree with you there. Um, both Samuel and Vivek said similar things. Uh, Samuel said, well, part of the late-game execution is due to guys being gassed, and then Vivek said, I think the free-throw shooting has to do with guys being gassed. Again, yeah. like, I, yeah, that's that's fine, but these guys are, you know, professional athletes making millions of dollars to make free throw pass, make a free throw or catch it, catch a rebound. Uh, I think you just got to do it. I don't know. Maybe that's being too hard on the players, but what do you think, Tyrese? Yeah. Like I just, you, you, you telling me like, but Luca was gassed and he was doing it down the stretch and like everybody in that game was gassed to be fair. Like everybody in that game was gassed. Um, again, if we look at the minutes distribution, uh, like Luca played 47, then we played 43, you know, Tim Hardaway played 42, Christian would played 40. So, like, everybody is gassed. I get it that, like, um, they played like a few more minutes, but like, is two or three minutes going to be the difference maker between missing free throws and making free throws? No, like, everybody's gassed, and the Mavs were executed, and the Knicks weren't. Um, you could say it's cumulative at the same time, like. This has been a problem. It's been a problem for a while. And like they were doing it beforehand because like they didn't play a lot of close games during the winning streak. Like that winning streak, they blew out five out of eight teams. So they weren't playing close games. So and like 
this just goes to what you were saying earlier, but like there are things where we look at the Knicks and it's like, yeah, this is a real late game problem that they have struggles with. I can't say that Grimes and Deuce not being able to catch a rebound is like some sustainable late game problem. You know, like that's just a fluke. Yeah. Yeah. What are you supposed to say? Oh, well, like, you know, um, Tibbs needs to coach them to catch rebounds. Like he can't wipe the sweat off their hands. So. Yeah. So somebody, I saw somebody say that Grimes should have boxed Luca out so that first of all, Deuce would have been alone for the rebound. And then if he bobbled it, he would have been there. But it's like, nobody's okay. thinking about that in the moment. Nobody's thinking about that in the moment. Like, right. You're just, trying to, you're just trying to get the rebound. So like, just, just catch the ball. <laughs> Yeah, that's really it. Like, I feel like it's a roundabout way of saying they should have caught the ball. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> Hawkeye's really going off on their free throws. Um, That's a good question. I, they were 80% before, like, this recent stretch. Yeah, I feel and like they, they've been good this season, but. Um, and for the season, they're probably going to be around 77%, which is, like, I want to say middle of the pack, maybe. Yeah, I, I can check that. Yeah, you check Jordan offered one more. With uh, there are still reasons for why f- the Fire Tibbs crowd is still justified because of games like Bulls and Mavs, his rotation, substitution pattern, and poor in-game coaching decisions. Yeah, I um. Okay, they're thirteenth. Okay, that's pretty. That's fine. They're fine. Like they were really those- bad last season, right? Yeah, I think they were towards the lower echelon. Um, I can check because like RJ was bad, Randall was struggling. Um, I can check that, though. but yeah. Uh, last year they were twenty sixth at seventy four percent, and the year before that they were thirteenth at seventy point six percent. All right. Um, yeah, Jordan. I mean, I don't. I I think the Knicks are probably better off long term if they get rid of Tibbs, but I just don't think this is the night to to talk about it. Like, I just yeah. I don't think I think I think if I was a pro Tibbs guy, I would have a pretty good argument on my hands because in spite of his the crazy minutes the guys played. He had a game plan on both sides of the ball that got them a nine-point lead against Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic putting on a masterclass performance. Nine-point lead with 30 seconds left. They were up two with five seconds left and a rebound in their hands. Like we, we can talk about Tim some other time if you really if we really want to. Trust us, we will on this sometime. There will be a time when we talk about Tibbs here, but I just don't think this game is on him. Yeah, I. It, it's hard for me to look at missed rebounds, missed free throws, and Luka Magic and go, yeah, Tibbs is the problem, or Randall's the problem. It's just like, because I've seen that too where people are like, oh, you know, Randall's the problem. It's like, dude, Randall gave you, like, Randall put us up with the lead, up nine, like, he did his job. So, uh, it's just, this is just a game where, like, people can be mad, and that's to be expected. And people are just looking for answers and to point blame instead of actually looking for like analysis. So like 
analysis isn't going to really help people tonight. It's just more of like a venting session, which I get. So. And that's totally fine. Like, that's a very human response is to look for like someone to blame or something to be mad at. It's, it's almost too rational to just be like, well, you know, like, like to try and find the victories from a game like this. This is just such a devastating game. I get it. I just, um, it's just really hard to, this was just, there was no, nothing, there's no one to blame. There's just, this was such a stupid game. It was such, I, I keep seeing people call it fake. And yeah, the next comment, here we go. Like, <laughs> Grimes smoked layup early in the fourth might have been, I think it was early in overtime. But No, it was the fourth. It was like, three. he misses the three and he gets the rebound and he puts it up and he smokes the layup. Yeah, that wasn't in overtime? That was in the fourth? fourth. That was in the fourth. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. That, like, that sums up this game and I feel like that's a good place to, to call it for the night. Um, yeah. This this it's really hard to talk about this game outside of the fact that it was just nonsense. Like the Knicks played really well. The Mavericks played a good game too. They this was two pretty good teams, both getting good execution on both sides of the court. I mean, let's not sell the Mavericks short, especially when Luke is playing like this. Like there were a ton of possessions when the Knicks had great ball movement, and the Mavericks were the ones making really nice rotations. Jason Kidd knows how to coach a defense, and when you have Luke on offense, it doesn't really matter what you can do on offense because he's going to dissect you in his own way. This was two good teams executing at a pretty good level, and the Knicks probably won the shot quality expectation by 10-plus points. Like, it, it was extremely stupid we lost this game. That's that's really all there is to say. Yeah. It's kind of what matters. Like, they should have lost this game, and they did. It sucks. Win when I'm watching. Thanks. <laughs> and the thing is, is that when I do the post-game threads for Strickland, for the Strickland account, I'm such a macro thinker. I always look for things that are, like, sustainable, you know? So, like, if, if RJ hits some, like, crazy, always oh, in his bag, fadeaway two shot... I, I if I clip it because it's like it's just so cool that I have to clip it. I make sure to point out like okay, like this doesn't really matter unless we see more of it. Nothing that happened tonight that cost the Knicks the game matters long term because it's all so ridiculous. Like it's just, it's just this was just the dumbest game. I don't know how many different ways I can say it. <laughs> yeah, like I think Julius played a very efficient game within himself. I feel like Grimes had a really good shooting game, and you can say, well, seven threes, like he's hit seven threes beforehand. Like that's just a hot shooter being hot. Um, quickly, really good passing and stinks, really good feel. McBride with the defense. Mitch had 20 and 16. Like that's a that's a that's a Mitch game, seven offensive rebounds. That's what he does. Like nothing felt unsustainable, nothing felt like it was a problem. They just lost. They fumbled it, and they lost. And like, I guess, do you do you do you believe in? Do you think there will be fallout? Where, where do you stand on that? Nah, like, like you. What what the fallout going to be? Like, Brunson probably plays. They probably beat the Spurs, which is good for me again, and then they probably beat the Rockets. I mean, the fallout is is that they're just so mentally fucked from 
now two of these games in a row. I don't I don't see it. Like I I don't see it. I think they'll be okay. Like I think the one thing this team has had is like a really solid mental. Um they like the, you heard like the same like the quarterback mentality. Like I feel like this team is kind of just like, you know what? We lost. They like they've shown that they can do that. Um and they've all played hard. So like I think you could admit yourself that, you know, like a couple more games and you feel better about yourself and everything, but yeah, I don't think there'll be a lot of fallout. Um, I think it'll be okay. It's just crazy because they're now eighteen and seventeen, right? Yeah. So, like, if there wasn't fallout after that game in OKC, after, yeah, after that OKC game, after the Mavericks game before they went to the win streak, I don't think they'll be fallout now. Because, like, they had the stretch like that against, like, the Bucks and the Mavs, and, like, they advanced a game earlier in the season where they, like, were up 20 and they lost. Um, So, like, they've had a lot of, like, gut check moments, and they've been able to deliver. So I'm not too worried about it. I hope you're right, man, because they were sitting four games above 500, and, like... They they should have they, they shouldn't have lost all three of these games. Um, yeah, I agree. Or all four of these games, excuse me. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not gonna say they should have beat Philly, but at the same time, they put themselves in a spot where they could have beat them. Um, and now they've lost four games in a row. And I don't know. I think we're gonna hear some stuff that you were talking about earlier. If they lose to San Antonio, I think we're gonna hear about trades. I mean, I like think- you saw the. Like Tobias Harris news came out, um, which was weird. Uh, maybe something like that happens. I don't know. I really don't know. Hawkeye said, "Last time we got embarrassed by Dallas, we won eight straight." So, yeah, I like, I, that. I like that outlook. I'm, I, I, I think that's a great outlook, and I'm gonna choose to. That's what. That's what I'm gonna choose to believe. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I, I don't know if you've looked, Tyrese, but. Our schedule, our next 20 games coming up, like, we're legitimately, the Knicks are legitimately going to be favored in half of them. 13 of them? I mean. I think half. Man, I feel like their schedule coming up is really, really gettable. Like, okay, I like them against the Spurs for obvious reasons. I'm watching the game. Um, I like them against the Rockets. The Suns, if Devin Booker doesn't play. They'll be betting favorites against Phoenix at home if Booker's out. Yes, and then the Spurs again at home, Raptors on the road, Bucks yeah. at home, Pacers, Wizards, Pistons. That's a really good stretch right there. That's yeah, a very good stretch. And then you have the Raptors, Wizards, again at home, Hawks, Knicks. That's a toss up. That's like so all the way through January 18th. I'll say. So how many games is that? Because that five game stretch after Washington is really tough. Yeah, but they can still probably go two and three on that stretch. Yeah, they can. I agree. I agree. They can. But four out of five road games at Atlanta, at Toronto, and then Cleveland at home, and then at Boston, at Brooklyn. That's that's tough. Yeah. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So that's an eleven game stretch, and in my opinion, they're going to be favored in like nine of those games. I mean. 
they've got to go like seven and four. They've got to go at least seven and four during that stretch. Yeah. Uh, but I think they have the ability to. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. Um, all right. Hawkeye with one more. We're, I swear we're going to end it here, though. We're going to, uh, I'm going to let Tyrese handle this one because he knows the Spurs better than me. What do you, what do you think of this matchup? Um, I think the Spurs can't shoot the ball. And I think the Spurs are talented, but like you, Keldon Johnson needs to have a game, and Keldon Johnson has had a game in like months. And you're asking like Devin Vassell to carry you? I don't think that's a really sustainable way of building a team. Um, yeah, like I think they have, like, they don't really have the length as much as they have, like, guys who may be able to pop off. Like, I can see Josh Richardson having, like, four threes, and I can see, um, like, I don't know if you've, like, if Doug McDermott plays, I don't know, like, he can have, like, five threes or whatever. Like, they can get hot from three, but, like, you're going to be acting like Devin himself to essentially cure you, and I don't think that's going to happen. Especially if Grimes is defending him, like I don't think Devin Vassell's going to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, I it's a game we should win. That's that's definitely for sure. Um, but like Samuel says, who like who's going to have the career game now? You know, like that that is legitimately how we have to start thinking because it's every night. Like Siakam and Luca both put up fifty. I don't it, know. It, it it'll be so hard. It'll be so hard. I'm just gonna say now it will be so happy. <laughs> so you're, are, you're it's like you're mentally preparing yourself to be really mad. I'm going to be very mad. I'm going to be heckling. <laughs> and he's still gonna go, he's gonna drop to like 25, dude. And I'm just I know it's happening. I know it's going to happen, but I'm preparing myself for that to win regardless. But I just feel like in my soul, Jeremy Sohan is gonna see the next colors. He might dye his hair the same color, and then he's just going to absolutely toast us. But then they win the game, so whatever. All right. Well, I, I mean, we'll be here. Uh, me and Sam will be here. Um, Tyrese will be at the game supporting us. JL says that Josh Richardson is going to be the one to crush us. Yeah, I can see that too. <laughs> And then we trade for him. We trade for him midway through, so that way he stops crushing it. <laughs> I can see that happening. Oh, the, the good old the Harrison Barnes. I just, I just want to say, like, I mean, if you're watching this, just, just try to stay positive. I mean, it sucks. That's such a hard thing to do. But also, this more the life in basketball. Yeah, this was never supposed to be the season, and. Quickly played 51 minutes and had one of the best distributing games we've seen. Deuce, you know, we want to see him make more shots, but we saw 40-plus minutes from Deuce, and he was able to hold his own defensively and, you know, help create good shots. Mitch continues to beast. Randall continues to look like all-star good Randall from a process standpoint. Grimes scored, third over, Grimes scored a career high points. And, like, he wasn't just making threes. He was getting to the basket. He was attacking closeouts i mean this was god if we just won this we would have just been so jubilant 
know, we would be able to talk about all these things in such a different light. So just remember that. Just remember that, like, none of these things are not true because Grimes didn't catch a rebound. All of these things that we would have talked about if Grimes caught a rebound are still true. It's just, it's a loss on the scoreboard and, or excuse me, in the standings. And yeah, that sucks, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> We're going to be all right. Yeah. Forward. yeah. Just uh, stay warm, hopefully. Uh, do something fun tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to Six Flags. I need some kind of break. <laughs> oh, so yeah. How can you, man? Must be nice to be in Texas. It's great this time of year. We had like two go. We had like two cold days, and now we're like we're back to sixties. It's great. So me and Sam were dying laughing when you couldn't get on that one post game because of a cold front. We were just like, Dude, "Fuck off, man!" No, literally, like, there's a freeze. There's a literal freeze, and there's a freeze warning. And it's my first time having a freeze warning. And they were like, "Drip your pipes and like prepare for the fact that you might not have power." And I'm like, "What? That's like, crazy. Oh, we don't have any snow plows. What?" Texas is a weird spot, but like legitimately, I was like, I might not be able to do anything if my power's out. So <laughs> I just took the precaution. I was fine, but like, I have never been in one before. So I was like, okay, let me just make sure that I'm not like midway through. I end up not being able to like, or like a pipe burst or whatever. But yeah. All right. We're going to call it. Thanks again to everyone who tuned in. This is just, I mean, the fact that there were so many comments and on such a miserable game. Like, that's so cool. Wouldn't be possible without any of you. Um, if you check the description, there's links to everything. If you like what we do, you know, maybe get a, uh, I always rock this sweatshirt. It's my favorite thing that I wear. I love it. Um, we have tons of good stuff like that. Tons of good merchandise. We have a Patreon. If you want to be a part of a discord with us and chat more with, you know, Schwinn is always in there. Everyone's always in there yapping it up, talking Knicks, talking Sopranos, talking other stuff. Um, none of this would be possible without you, so we appreciate y'all and hope you have a great night. Peace.